Laudato Jesus Christus, Vatican and World News. In the headlines this Sunday, February 11th, Pope Francis prays for the sick, especially in poor and war-torn nations. We remember the plight of Rohingya refugees as they continue to suffer persecution. And Pope Francis canonizes Argentina's first female saint. In the Vatican, I'm Francesca Merlo. Addressing the faithful gathered in St. Peter's Square during his Sunday Angelus, Pope Francis recalled that the 11th of February marks the World Day of the Sick, which he said this year draws attention to the importance of relationships in illness. We cannot, however, the Pope said, pass this day without thinking of all those who cannot receive medical assistance. Christopher Wells reports. We are all called to be close to those who suffer, Pope Francis said on Sunday, as he marked the World Day of the Sick. The Holy Father emphasized, as the day is observed, that it is not possible to keep silent about the fact that there are so many people today who are denied the right to care and therefore the right to life. Penso a quanti vivono in povertà estrema. I am thinking, he said, of those living in extreme poverty, but I am also thinking of the territories of war. There, fundamental human rights are violated every day. It's intolerable. Pope Francis then prayed for Ukraine, for Palestine and Israel. Preghiamo per la martorietta ucraina, per la Palestina e Israele. And then renewed his prayers for Myanmar, Myanmar, where Rohingya Muslims, for whom the Holy Father prayed during his general audience on February 7th, continue to be subject to extreme violence and ethnic persecution. I'm Christopher Wells. Pope Francis has twice this week prayed for persecuted Rohingya refugees from Myanmar. The first appeal came at the end of his general audience on Wednesday when, once again, he asked the world not to forget all those who suffer. The Muslim minority group has been seeking refuge in Bangladesh and other Asian countries after being forced to flee ethnic-based violence in their home country. Sultana Begum works at Save the Children as regional manager for Asia in charge of humanitarian policy. She explained to Vatican News what the situation is for Rohingya refugees taking refuge in camps in Cox's Bazaar in Bangladesh, as well as the importance of having people like Pope Francis speak up for them when the rest of the world falls silent. I think his voice and the voice of the, of the church is going to be incredibly important. We've, the Rohingya crisis is a forgotten crisis. We're seven years in, it's, protect, uh, it's protracted. The media attention span is really short. It's moved on to other stories. So having um, an internationally respected figures like Pope Francis, it's really important, one, for the Rohingya to know that the international community hasn't forgotten them. But we really need to continue to shine a spotlight on the situation of the Rohingya because they remain one of the most vulnerable groups in the world. And it's really important to give them a voice and to apply pressure on world leaders to give aid to the Rohingya, but also to find a political solution. What I would say about the situation in the camps in Bangladesh is that they're getting worse rather than better. There's like half a million children living in these like really terrible squalid conditions 
on fragile land, which is at risk of cyclones, floods, fires, landslides, and things like that. Um, and the security situation in the camps is terrible. There's lots of armed groups, um, so the children are really scared and vulnerable to this rising violence. So the situation in the camps isn't really a place for a child to grow up, and, and this is really a children's crisis, and children are really showing worrying signs of depression and anxiety. And so they're kind of confined in those camps with very little movement. They're not able to really work. And, um, and yes, yeah, so it's a really, very difficult situation for them. That was Sultana Begum, Asia Regional Manager in charge of humanitarian policy for Save the Children, speaking about the reality for Rohingya refugees in Bangladesh. Now, the Holy Father also asked us to pray for Palestine and for Israel, whilst Israeli families still wait for hostages to return home after being kidnapped on the 7th of October by Hamas. The situation in Gaza continues to deteriorate and Israel is facing mounting international warnings over its planned offensive in Rafah, Gaza's southernmost city. Nathan Morley reports. The European Union has expressed grave concern for the potential consequences for civilians. Similar fears have been conveyed by the United Kingdom, Netherlands and United States. At the same time, the Saudi Foreign Ministry issued a statement that warned against targeting the city of Rafa in the Gaza Strip, which it said was the last resort for hundreds of thousands of civilians who had been forced to flee their homes. For his part, the British Foreign Secretary, Lord Cameron, again called for immediate humanitarian pauses in fighting. Israel's planned offensive in Rafah, the city in southern Gaza cramped with Palestinian refugees, has also alarmed the United Nations. Yorgos Petropolis from the UN Agency for Humanitarian Affairs says it's difficult to ensure everyone's safety there. What we are concerned about right now is uh, the possibility of any Israeli operation in Rafah itself. This is deeply concerning to us, given the already critical situation for the people here. It's completely overcrowded with a population about four or five times what it would be normally. This density makes it kind of impossible to ensure anyone's really safe in the event of military actions and airstrikes. Around 1.5 million Palestinians are thought to be in Rafah, seeking sanctuary from Israeli combat operations in the rest of the Gaza Strip. Most of them are living in makeshift huts and canvas tents. On Sunday, the Hamas-run health ministry in Gaza said 112 more Palestinians had been killed by the Israeli military over the previous day, bringing the overall death toll to more than 28,100 and more than 67,500 injured. For Vatican Radio, this is Nathan Morley reporting. And as was uh, mentioned earlier, as usual, the Holy Father asked that we continue to pray for tormented Ukraine. Stefan Boss reports that Ukraine on Sunday came to grips with more casualties after a massive Russian airstrike impacted the war-torn nation. Outgunned and exhausted, Ukrainian forces faced an uphill battle Sunday while Catholics here and around the world observed the World Day of the Sick. As believers prayed for ill brothers and sisters, Ukraine tried to come to grips with another night when Russia launched scores of drones on Kiev and southern Ukraine, injuring at least one civilian. The attacks damaged the natural gas pipeline and residential buildings in the river and seaport of Mykolaiv. Ukraine's southern military command said 
Its air defense systems were engaged for more than five hours and destroyed 26 Russia-launched Shahed drones over several southern areas, mainly the Mykolaiv region near the Black Sea. However, there was some hopeful news in Kiev, the capital, where officials said 40 of 45 drones were downed on their approach and there were no casualties nor destruction in or near the city. But the latest Russian strikes involving Iranian-made drones came after earlier on Saturday authorities confirmed that in Kharkiv, Ukraine's second-largest city, seven people, including three children, died in Russian airstrikes. Yet footage has also emerged of rescuers saving the lives of women and children after a petrol station in Kharkiv was hit and its fire quickly spread to many homes. For Vatican Radio, I am Stefan Bos, reporting. Meanwhile, Mama Antula has been declared Argentina's first female saint. She was canonized by Pope Francis, himself an Argentinian, at a mass in St. Peter's Basilica this morning. Joseph Tollock has the story. Maria Antonia de San Jose, known in her own country and by millions of faithful around the world as Mama Antola, lived in Argentina in the 18th century. At that time, the Jesuit order had been expelled from Argentina, and Maria Antonia, a laywoman, made it her mission to spread Ignatian, that is Jesuit, spirituality throughout the country. During his homily at the canonization mass earlier today, Pope Francis laid to one side his prepared remarks and spoke off the cuff. Today, we think of Maria Antonia de San Jose, Mama Antula. She was a wayfarer of the spirit. She traveled thousands of kilometers on foot, crossing deserts and taking dangerous roads, bringing God always with her. Today, she is a model of apostolic fervor and audacity for us. When the Jesuits were expelled from Argentina, the Spirit lit a missionary flame in her based on trust in providence and perseverance. Let us pray today to Maria Antonia that she may help us very much. The litany of all saints rang out solemnly under Michelangelo's dome. Then the Pope spoke the canonization formula. Beatam Mariam Antoniam a Santo Joseph de Paz y Figueroa, Santam S. de Cernimus e de Finimus. A deacon consecrated the relics of Mama Antola and the gospel was recited in Greek as is customary on particularly solemn occasions. Argentinian President Javier Millet, who has been in Rome since Saturday, was also present in the Basilica and will meet privately with Pope Francis tomorrow in the Vatican. I'm Joseph Tollock. And finally, during his Sunday Angelus, marking the 32nd World Day of the Sick, Pope Francis invited the faithful to listen and reach out to the suffering, reminding them that Jesus' style with those who suffer is few words and concrete actions. Love, he said, needs concreteness, presence, encounter, time and space offered gratuitously. Lisa Zingarini reports. Addressing the pilgrims in St. Peter's Square at the Angelus, Pope Francis remembered that today's gospel on the healing of the leper offers us an example of Jesus' style with those who suffer, few words and concrete actions. 
The Pope recalled that we see Jesus behave like this several other times in the Gospel when he heals the deaf and dumb, the paralyzed and many other needy people. He always does this, he speaks little and promptly follows his words with action, said the Pope. But Francis went on to note that we can meet his wonderful way of loving also in some people we encounter in our lives, generous in action, reluctant to show off, but ready to be helpful, friends to whom we can ask for help. This concreteness, the Pope remarked, is even more important today in a world where an evanescent virtuality of relationships seem to be increasingly prevalent. Love cannot be reduced to nice words, images on a screen, selfies or hasty messages, the Pope said. These may be useful tools, but they are not enough for love. They cannot replace concrete presence. Pope Francis therefore invited the faithful to ask themselves if they are able to listen to people and make themselves available to meet their needs, or instead make excuses and hide behind abstract and useless words. I am Lisa Zingarini. And that brings us to the end of this edition of Vatican and World News. For more on these and other stories, please visit vaticannews.va. And don't forget to catch our latest updates on Facebook, on X and on Instagram. Many thanks go to Gabriele Di Domenico in studio. In the Vatican, I'm Francesca Merlo. <laughs>